I'm Sam Carter. And I'm Dean Lowry. This is Carter and Lowry. Let's get started. Hello and welcome back to the Carter and Larry podcast, episode four. Um, I'm just amazed at uh, how many of you are still listening, but uh, we appreciate the support. And uh, Sam, is there anything new with Clemson? Are they had a buy, but uh, any new news we should know about? Nothing too much. Just we got Trevor Lawrence back, so that's big. And yeah. going up to play Florida State, so maybe they can yeah. be our get right game. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, UNC, another terrible week for the defense in the first half, but we managed to pull it out. Sam Howell, I mean, just had an incredible game. 550 pass yards, six passing TDs, and he added a rushing TD. But he set the record for UNC pass yards by any quarterback in the history of the school. So that was pretty amazing. But um, – that's pretty much it. Uh, very high-scoring game, no defense. A little, pretty exciting, but it doesn't give me very much hope against a team like Notre Dame, who is just such a great defensive line, and uh, we're going to have to see how we perform against them. But a bye next week, so we get a full 14 days to prepare for the number two team in the country. But that game is in Chapel Hill, so maybe we can squeak one out. But... Um, Everything else is going around in college football. The top eight teams stayed the same this week. But the biggest surprise to me has been Indiana and Penn State. If you remember in our first episode, our debate was about the uh, that play in double overtime that Indiana made. And now Indiana is 10th in the country in 4-0, and Penn State is 0-4. It's just uh, a little bit incredible. It's crazy. But, yeah, but our main debate question for the week is, does Sam Howell deserve to be a Heisman candidate? Sam, I'll let you start because uh, obviously Trevor Lawrence has been a front runner, even though he missed a game. What are your thoughts? Um, I think at this point it's still kind of early in the season. I mean, not early, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I think, I mean, anyone's really a candidate, especially a player like Sam Howell especially with the game like what he just had on Saturday. So I think he'd have to have a lot happen in front of him. But still, I think he's he's got a, a somewhat chance. Yeah, he is currently third in passing yards in college football and tied for second in touchdowns. But the I looked out at a couple sites, a couple experts. This one guy, he had him 10th, which was the lowest I could find. But his big knock against Sam Howell was our team is um, six and two, which I mean I understand you know you got to be on a good team in any sport to be like an MVP or get that kind of award. But I mean it it wasn't really his fault. The two losses we had is just because our defense was terrible in the first half of that game. So I think that's a little bit unfair, but I mean I guess it makes sense because I mean. You you got to be a winner to be the most valuable player, even though that doesn't really make sense. But uh, that's yeah. the way it is. But that's uh, going to be pretty much it for college football. Coming up next, we're going to talk about the NFL for this week.
All right, welcome back to the uh, Carter and Larry podcast. Uh, this is our NFL segment. And uh, first, I'm going to give a little uh, rundown for the Panthers. And uh, this was a disappointing week. 46-23 uh, to 23 loss to Tom Brady, uh, division rival. It just kind of felt like we just were kind of hopeless. I mean, and throughout this uh, five now five-game losing streak, it feels like in the first half of the game, we get some momentum. We t- even we took a lead in this game. I mean, we were looking great, and then we just kind of fell apart. Only scored six points in the second half, and then I mean they scored uh, twenty nine points in the second half. So we're just not a second half team. But I wouldn't say that all hope is lost because I feel like Matt Rule he has his like play style is very aggressive, but he just doesn't have the cards right now. And I think if we could. Just give our defense time to. Uh, it's very young and a little bit injured right now, so I think if you just give us give it time to heal up and get a little bit more experience. I think we could be a playoff team for the years to come. So Sam, what was going on with the Steelers? Nine and zero. So yeah. I'm. I feel pretty good. I think that the Bengals are trash, so it's not really that great of a win. Yeah, it still went thirty six to ten. But yeah. um And then we got Jacksonville next, so I think we'll be ten and out. But the big Thanksgiving. Yeah, the big test, obviously Ravens at Steelers on Thanksgiving. I think that's the four twenty five game, but that is gonna be I think that's definitely gonna be their hardest game coming yeah. in. And we but, still have the Browns to play. Yeah, but I definitely think they have a realistic shot to go undefeated. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. But the biggest thing in the NFL from this week has got to be that DeAndre Hopkins catch. Hail Mary in triple yeah. coverage just catches it over everybody. It's an unbelievable play. Have and you seen the, um, the post-game interview? I have not. What did he say? It's hilarious. He says, what is it? He says, I was going to catch the ball, and it was just a great, it was just a great catch by eye. Oh, okay. You got to watch it. It's funny. Okay. Well, uh, he was, he was traded, wasn't he, like, undervalued? So he left, or he was traded yeah. to the Cardinals that year, but they're going to be a serious team, uh, six and three along with the Rams and the Seahawks, so things are tightening up. But that really brings us to the, our weekly staple of our NFL segment, the NFC East game. And one thing I want to mention as this division tightens up is that they're playing arguably the hardest divisions in football. Like every team, you got to play everyone in a division from your conference and from the opposing conference. So they're playing the NFC West which has three winning teams, and the AFC North, which has three winning teams. So either those divisions, it proves how good those divisions are or how bad the NFC East is. But yeah. this week, I am changing from my norm. I picked the Eagles the first few weeks, but after their loss to the Giants, where, I mean, poor coaching decisions and bad play from Carson Wentz, I am going to pick the Giants. But my main... Other reason is is here is the next five games for the Eagles. They play the Browns, who are six and three, the Seahawks, who are six and three, the Packers, who are seven and two, the Saints, who are seven and two, 
and the Cardinals, who are 6-3. and three. So I think they could lose those next five games. And, I mean, New York doesn't have that easy of a schedule either, but they have some momentum right now. But, I mean, six or even five wins could win this division at this point. Yeah. So, Sam, who you got? I'm still going to stick with the Eagles right now. Just because I do think that they are the best team in that division. I still think they're bad, though. Yeah, so. they are. I would say that they have, you know, the most talent. And yeah. um, obviously, I mean, three years ago, they won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Obviously. So, I mean, their coach has. Uh, yeah. But um, one thing that happened in this game that really just kind of threw it off, if you didn't catch the highlights, Sam is they were down by four points in the fourth quarter, and they decided to go for two. So if you make it, you're going to be down by two. But they didn't get it, and it, it, it just really didn't make any sense to me. And, I mean, for that, it, when I saw that, I knew, I mean, even though this team is leading their division, they're falling apart. And their next five games are just going to be brutally tough. I mean, for any team in the NFL, this would be a tough five games. But for a team who's on the fringes and really just struggling at pretty much every position, I mean, i got to count them out. So that's why I'm going with the Giants. But if you remember how this game works, the person who picks the winning team from that division the most times wins so that means me and Sam have picked the Eagles three times. So we are currently in a tie there. So the Eagles win. Whoever picks them the most at the end of the season. Sam, you got anything else to add? Nope. All right. That's going to be just about do it for this uh, NFL segment. Coming up, we're going to wrap the whole thing up. All right. Welcome back to the Card and Lowry podcast into our wrap-up segment. Um, if you didn't know, the college basketball Schedules have come out, and um, I'm pretty excited as me and Sam are both UNC basketball fans. So, Sam, uh, what are your first impressions of this uh, UNC basketball schedule? Um, I mean, it's more of just the same, but, you know. Tough opponents uh, outside the ACC uh, with Iowa, obviously, in there. we got to yeah. play ranked Florida State twice. However, we only have to play Virginia once at Virginia. Uh, and we have to play Ohio State. And we have to play Ohio State, uh, who is ranked. We have to play Duke twice, but we do not have to do with the Cameron Crazies as Cameron Indoor Stadium does not is not going to be allowing fans this year because if they socially distance them out, they'd be like nobody there. That's good. Um, but pretty uh, so-and-so schedule. But uh, a lot of some coaches were trying to push back the season just to give their players more time. But I mean, I guess the progress has got to go on. But that will be hopefully, if uh, you guys enjoy it, we'll put that in as a mainstay segment to cover UNC basketball. And um, we do we're gonna start up probably next week doing Instagram questions. So let us know if you want any other teams to be covered because me and Sam are both. UNC fans, so it's a pretty narrow spectrum. But the well, first we'll game, we'll still talk about the top twenty-five. And right, but if anybody there's like a predominant, like five people like 
I don't know, like NC State or something, then we're gonna talk, we were talking about NC State every week. But the first game for the Tar Heels will be on the 25th of November against the College of Charleston. Dang, that's early. That is pretty early. I feel like um, it gets earlier and earlier every year. That's the way it goes. Um, but next we wanted, we got to talk about the Masters recap. And our friend Reed Weichel, he did pretty terrible. He said, <laughs> Bryson DeChambeau, he said, it's Bryson's tournament to lose. Bryson DeChambeau. Uh, Tied for 34th, which, I mean, in the Masters, that's pretty mediocre. But considering he was the heavy favor going in, it's pretty sad. Um, interesting fact here, Bryson DeChambeau lost to Bernhard Longer, who is 63 years old and averages 70 less yards off the tee. For you non-golf fans, I mean, it's almost like it's almost like two-thirds. Well, not that much. It's like three-fourths as much. Like yeah. that much distance loss. So pretty disappointing week for Bryson DeChambeau. Uh, some other high notes from the Masters is Dustin Johnson setting the tournament record 20 under. First time the 28 under had ever been reached, and he also set it. But he did have that 170, so he did not complete the tournament with all 60s. And another highlight, I don't know if uh, Sam, you saw this, but Tiger Woods recorded a 10 on one hole. Wow. Pretty sad. Hit it in the water yeah. three times on the twelfth hole, but um, his worst hole in his professional career. If you did not know that, but wow. the other thing we wanted to talk about is the NBA draft, which is going to be on Wednesday. Um, the Hornets, with a number three pick, were rumored to trade that to the Houston Rockets, uh, potentially for Russell Westbrook. We don't know if. That is going to go down or not? It has not at the time of this recording, but I think this would be a terrible move for the uh, Hornets because he's not really adding anything. I mean, he's just kind of he's got a big contract. He's not really adding anything. As the Hornets, we look to get younger. With obviously, uh, we got Devontae Graham and Miles Bridges and PJ Washington, which I mean could be three starting caliber players in uh, the NBA. So I mean you got that young core to build around and bringing Russell Westbrook in would only turn us back to the Canva days when we were an eight seed every year. And that, yeah. I mean, you're never going to get going with that, but Sam, as a average, just sports fan, what do you think of LaMelo ball and uh, where do you think he's going to go? Cause currently he's going sec. He's going to um, maybe, I think he's second. Yeah. According to NBA draft.net. So do you think he deserves to be uh, that high? No. I think no team should waste a pick on LaMelo Ball because I think picking uh, Lonzo Ball would have been a wasted pick. But I think LaMelo's worse than him. I mean, his dad is just ridiculous. I don't think you want that drama coming into the franchise. And I think that LaMelo Ball would do us just like Kobe Bryant did and leave us. Okay. Uh, well, a player like him. Yeah, that's understandable. Obviously, he's going to bring in a lot of attention, like Sam said, but is that really wanted? Um, I think that the Horns are going to be fine picking James Wiseman or Onyeka Akangwu. Uh, it's uncertain where 
by the whether James Wiseman is going to go to the Warriors or not. But Anthony Edwards uh, is going. To, I will almost guarantee that he's going to be number one to the Timberwolves. But I mean, we just need a center, and James obviously, Wiseman is pretty much the perfect fit. Yeah, he is a little bit unproven as he only played, I think, three games yeah. at Memphis. Cause he had I mean, LaMelo pick. Ball played in Australia. so That is true. But the thing that if if anyone out here is a fan of the team that ends up picking him, no, remember this, that he only shot 31% from three in the uh, NBL, which is the Australian Pro Basketball League. And uh, yeah. that's just not going to cut it. I'd be disappointed if the Hornets picked him. Picked yeah, Lamelo. I think that would be a really a costly move. And considering we've had just so many bad draft picks in the past, it's gonna mm-hmm. it just really be another stain on this ugliness that has been Michael Jordan's ownership of the Hornets. But that's knowing just the Hornets. Knowing the Hornets, they'd pick Lamelo Ball. Maybe, maybe so. But that's just about going to do it, and uh, we'll see you next time, and thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode of Carter and Lowry. Special thanks to our listeners and our producer, Buzz Sprout. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Carter and Lowry. That's C-A-R-T-E-R underscore A-N-D underscore L-O-W-R-Y.